Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's happiest podcast network. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello, fighters. Welcome to News Fighters for today, April the 1st, 2021. News Fighters is a banter based podcast all about comic book films. Ha, no, gotcha, April Fools. News Fighters, of course, is a comedic look at the big stories of the week in Australian news, media, and political hypocrisy, presented by me, renowned TV video editor and smartass. Dylan Bain. Coming up on today's show, I'm going to take a look at the Morrison cabinet reshuffle and joining me later to talk all things Suez Canal blockage is comedian Beck Melrose. My favourite explanation on this was from a shipping expert called Lars Jensen, who explained that we will be short of, quote, basically anything you see in the stores, which is terrifying. (laughs) It's a a bit bit broad, isn't it? But first, some big changes in economic news this week. The $90 billion wage subsidy JobKeeper has come to an end. The fire hose of money that supported Australians through the pandemic is about to run dry. With JobKeeper payments ending tomorrow, there are predictions unemployment will rise. Yes, thankfully the JobKeeper wage subsidy is allowed to finish now that lockdowns are a thing of the past. Sorry, what's that? Greater Brisbane will enter a three-day snap lockdown this afternoon after the state recorded another four cases of community transmission overnight. We will have to go into a three-day lockdown. This is the UK strain. It is highly infectious. What? Another lockdown? I can't even keep track of them anymore. Damn you, coronavirus. But don't worry. JobKeeper will continue for some. A new wage subsidy is in place for international Qantas staff now that JobKeeper has ended. They're earning $500 a week. Yes, sorry, small business owners and everyone else heading to the Dole office this week. Only JobKeeper for airlines now because planes go brr. But back to the latest outbreak and it has led to the most Aussie of all coronavirus descriptions I've heard yet. There are concerns the Hens Party cluster might spread to our side of the border. Yes, it's called the Hens Party cluster. Well, what Aussie name are we going to have for a cluster next? The the Bunning Sausage Sizzle cluster? The uh, the uh, the Bottolo cluster? Oh no, wait, we already we already had that in in January. 
So how did this outbreak start? Well, I mean, surely it couldn't have snuck out of hotel quarantine or a hospital ward, because surely all the, all the workers there are already vaccinated, right? Right? We also learned today the health workers who were the, involved in, this, uh, in these two clusters that are up, up and running at the moment were uh, both worked on the front line in co- with COVID and weren't vaccinated. Queensland Health today revealed both sources of the outbreak, the doctor and nurse, were not vaccinated. Because we didn't have enough vaccine. Damn you, coronavirus. Mm. Well, surely the rest of Australia's vaccine rollout is, is going well. Right. Australia has fallen considerably short of reaching its target of 4 million coronavirus vaccinations by today. About 570,000 jabs have been given so far across the country. The clinic forced to source the vaccine from a local hospital after the Commonwealth supply didn't turn up last Friday. Some Sydney clinics have uh, expected delivery by now and haven't received it yet. We absolutely know of one that's uh, where it was delivered to the wrong site. While a shipment of the Pfizer vaccine for South Australia has been wrongly sent to WA. But aside from all that, no complaints, right? Look, no dramas anyway. We're going to get there. There's no rush with the vaccine rollout. It's, it's not like we got people with COVID going to hens parties or anything. And despite the outbreak, uh, we actually did have some restrictions change in the rest of New South Wales this week. From midnight, invite as many as you want to weddings and funerals. Dancing is unlimited anywhere, anytime. Singing will be allowed everywhere, including places of worship. Yes, singing and dancing is now allowed anywhere. So get ready, I'm about to announce my karaoke dance party tour of Bunnings and Chemist Warehouses. But Mr Security Guard, the the government said I could sing and dance anywhere. Also in New South Wales, with the floodwaters finally receding this week, uh, it's not being exposed to COVID that a lot of people are worried about. Residents have been ordered out of their homes because of the risk posed by overflowing septic tanks. It's a troubling development for locals now worried about possible exposure. And speaking of a putrid puddle of human excrement you can't escape from, Now to the Federal Coalition. And just when we thought we couldn't get any more scandals out of Scott Morrison's government, it's revealed itself to be a human clown car where there seems to be always room to fit in one more. The Coalition's woes continue with backbencher Andrew Lamming ordered into counselling for taking an inappropriate photo of one woman and trolling two others. Liberal MP Andrew Lamming on leave, having empathy training after harassing female constituents and a political opponent online. He's been granted 30 days paid leave to attend empathy training. Yes, yet another scandal-plagued coalition member rewarded with paid leave to go and learn some empathy, leading to this sick burn from Labor's Bill Shorten. One more backbench troll sent off to study how to impersonate being a human being. And if you'd like a preview of just how intensive and exhausting this empathy training for the coalition might be, just ask Nationals leader Michael McCormack. If we need to sit around for an hour or so listening to an expert in the field saying that this is acceptable, this is not acceptable, yes, of course common sense comes into it. Ooh, doesn't he sound committed to change? Now, the Andrew Lamming saga has led to a staggering contradiction from the coalition here. See if you can spot it, because on one hand... His behaviour was unacceptable. His behaviour has been unacceptable. Well, his behaviour has been absolutely unacceptable. But on the other hand, because without him the coalition would go into minority government, his unacceptable behaviour is actually now acceptable. Right, Josh Frydenberg? Is he a fit and proper person to be an MP? 
I understand he is. Um, that's my view. Well, his behaviour has been absolutely unacceptable. So uh, how is he fit and proper then? Well, because he continues to serve his constituents in the parliament. Um, no doubt um, there will be others who hold a different view. His behaviour was unacceptable and that his behaviour needs to change and that he needs to seek support and help to change his behaviour. Yes, the Conservative Liberal Party, where completely unacceptable behaviour is rewarded with you keeping your job until the next election and also getting a month's paid leave. Something me and many people I know have never had in our entire working lives. It's a bit like imagine if a fireman got caught for being a arsonist pyromaniac, but instead of getting fired, he was told he could keep being a fireman uh, as long as he just took a month's paid leave to go and do a course about why burning down people's houses is bad. Which brings us to our main story. This week, Scott Morrison announced a cabinet reshuffle. Scott Morrison has unveiled his new look ministry. And after weeks of damaging scandals about sexual harassment and misogyny, he's put women at the centre of it. The Prime Minister's cabinet reshuffle is aimed squarely at fixing his women problem. Changes I'm announcing today will once again provide the strongest ever female representation in an Australian government cabinet. Yes, Scott Morrison's cabinet has a record number of women. They're only outnumbered by over two to one because there's only seven in the 23-seat cabinet, which is well behind the 40% of females in the New Zealand cabinet or the 50% that Canada has had since 2015. But it doesn't stop there. And a new task force on women comprising all female ministers and the Prime Minister, led by Foreign Minister and Minister for Women, Maurice Payne. She is effectively, amongst her female colleagues, uh, the Prime Minister for Women. Yes, Maurice Payne has been dubbed the Prime Minister for Women and wouldn't you know it, she gets paid 30% less than her male equivalent. Scott Morrison, who this week was the Prime Minister for turning up at the footy and having a beer in the dressing room with the boys. Scott Morrison venturing out to the football last night. Let's go, mate. Here we go. Yes, let's go. Is that a sip? Geez, Scott Morrison only managed a single sip of beer there. I haven't seen such a lame attempt at trying to drink a beer on camera since since Tony Abbott ordered a shandy. If I could have a shandy of light with about 60% lemonade, okay? Labor's Christina Keneally wasn't impressed with the reshuffle. He thinks shoving a bunch of women out in front of him somehow solves the problem. Oh, come on, Christina Keneally. Don't be so cynical. You think Scott Morrison would just announce some empty gestures and not follow up with some systematic change? That's not like him. Also not impressed was Channel 10's Sandra Sully. The government tries to recover from weeks of scandal and shame by moving ministers around. And she's right. Nobody was really fired despite all the scandals. Cabinet members were just moved around. It's a bit like back in year 12 when your class got in trouble for egging the principal's car and the punishment was they just swapped who the school captain and vice captain was. Remember that? Okay, and what about the two scandal-plagued ministers currently on leave? Christian Porter and Linda Reynolds. Surely they got punished somehow. Mr Porter is demoted from Attorney General to the portfolio of Industry, Science and Technology. He stays in Cabinet. So does Linda Reynolds, who moves to Government Services and the NDIS. Yes, the portfolios of Science and the NDIS. Wow, there's there's two portfolios the Coalition are 
definitely committed to. Why didn't they just give them the portfolios of lay low and shut up? Okay, but how about some of the women in this new cabinet? Jane Hume will take on the additional portfolio uh, in the outer ministry of women's economic security. If we can increase women's participation in the workforce and decrease the gender pay gap, we're a long way ahead to increasing women's participation more broadly in the Australian economy and Australian society. Oh, isn't it nice to hear the coalition actually talking about increasing women's workforce participation for once? I mean, I'm used to coalition senators saying things like this. Because at the end of the day, if you can keep a child at home, if you can keep a child at home, and if you can keep a parent at home, you're going to halve the congestion on the roads, you're going to halve the pollution, and you're going to increase, you're going to increase the quality of life for their young children and the parents. And let me tell you something. Dorothy didn't tap her shoes together and say that there's no place like childcare. She said there's no place like home. Hey, but you know what would uh, really help women's economic security right now? How about not sending millions of people back into poverty by axing the coronavirus welfare supplement? The coronavirus supplement introduced in March last year gave a brief respite for those living below the poverty line. But the payment comes to an end today and many single mothers are now worried about their financial survival. Okay, so how about any rising female stars in this ministry? Amanda Stoker will take on the additional role of, she's currently uh, Assistant Minister to the Attorney-General. She will add to that uh, Assistant Minister to the Minister for Industrial Relations as well as Assistant Minister to the Minister for Women. Ah, yes, and nothing says you support women's rights, like speaking at pro-life rallies and being so socially conservative and problematic that you managed to piss off Australian of the Year, Grace Tame. Australian of the Year, Grace Tame, has raised concerns about Queensland MP Amanda Stoker being appointed the new Federal Assistant Minister for Women. Ms Tame says Amanda Stoker had previously supported a fake rape crisis tour aimed at falsifying accounts of of sexual abuse on school campuses. She says Miss Stoker also supported a controversial commentator who interviewed her abuser. Okay, so how about some of the superstar men in this cabinet then? The other big winner, Stuart Robert, who takes up the super ministry of employment, workforce, skills, small and family business. Stuart Robert, the, the name definitely rings a bell. Um, can you fill me in on his record? Uh, you, ABC's Andrew Probin. Stuart Robert, he resigns from the Turbo Ministry for breaching ministerial code in 2018, accepts 100,000 Rolex watches from a Chinese billionaire, gives a parliamentary speech written by a property developer, uh, repays $38,000 for home internet, and says my bad when he incorrectly blames cyber attack for Centrelink going down last year. Well, they're certainly beginning to look like there's an equality of something in this cabinet. So, after all this absolutely terrible behaviour from members of his own party and horrible allegations surrounding the treatment of women in Parliament House, Scott Morrison has declared he's going to finally take steps to crack down on social media. The government is signalling it will change the law to take a hard line on social media trolls. Australia, we've got to fix this. I'm deeply troubled by the way that social media is corroding respect and dignity in how we all deal with each other. We've got to build the respect again. And one of the key um, degraders of respect in our country is social media. Look, to Scott Morrison's credit, this could actually work. I mean, we all remember how crackdowns on heavy metal and rap music in the 1980s and then violent video games in the 1990s led to complete social cohesion at the time. We can do it again. And after listening to all this, you might just be thinking that 
Scott Morrison can't even fathom what the problem is. He can't even wrap his head around what the issues are that are affecting women and society right now. Well, I think you might be right. But I assure you, I'm doing everything I can to understand it as best as I can. And well, I'm beginning to think that the solution might just be that we make... The Prime Minister for Women. The Prime Minister for Men and everyone else too. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This week on Newsfighters, joining us for a catch-up of some of the news is Royal Comedy winner Beck Melrose. Beck, how are you going? Super swell. Thanks for having me. What's uh, What's been grabbing your attention this week? Lots of things, but I've been spending a lot of time looking into the Suez Canal. Uh, there's trouble in the Suez. Ah. Uh- is that is that a Billy Joel reference? It it certainly is. Uh, we've had lots of vintage shit coming back this year, so it's nice to see this week Billy Joel spring back into relevancy. I didn't think you could sneak a Billy Joel reference past me, did you? It's <laughs> it's very much my vintage. No, nah, I, th- I thought you'd enjoy that. We we, we learnt um, we didn't start the fire at school at high school, but we didn't learn a single thing about the lyrics in the song. We just learnt the lyrics. So oh, okay, that wasn't in, that wasn't in your history class. That the teacher <laughs> no, just was, was like, music. here's the second half of the 20th century, and just put the music video. Here's a list of things you can go and teach yourselves in your own time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of Wikipedia links. But no, this week there was trouble in the Suez. Uh, A Japanese-owned megaship that's bigger than the Empire State Building has run aground, blocking one of the world's major supply routes and creating some of the best memes we've had in a while, I reckon. They didn't think... I know when the the Sydney Harbour Bridge got clogged, they they built a tunnel. They they never even thought about building another canal because this canal's been around 50 years. They're never like, oh... We might need another canal one day. <laughs> Apparently they have done some work to it, but it's further down the canal than where this boat's got stuck. So oh, th- good this job. boat's wedged just short of where they've widened the canal. And it's not like with the floods last week in Sydney, the light rail stopped and everyone got out and walked. It's not like they can just get all the containers yeah. off. <laughs> well, that's, that's the first thing I thought. Can't they just unload it? But apparently it's it's not that simple. Uh, so what's on the, what's on the boat exactly? What, what, what are we going to run out of? 
Lots of stuff, um, unfortunately. My favourite explanation on this was from a shipping expert called Lars Jensen, who explained that we will be short of, quote, basically anything you see in the stores, which is terrifying. It's a bit broad, isn't it? But one of the reports I read was also that we're looking at toilet paper and coffee in particular, um, which sucks because I think we've spent so much time explaining to people that we are not going to run out of toilet paper and now we we might. (laughs) So expect some more panic buying soon. Yeah. I don't think people... I think people have uh, got used to quite like coffee and toilet paper, especially this last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I think the coffee that that you're missing is mostly the stuff used to make Nescafe instant coffee. So we're fine unless you're a Blend 43 drinker. You can rest easy. Yes. No, everyone in Melbourne will be fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also reckon being short of coffee and toilet paper is a bit of a su- supply and demand issue in and of itself. <laughs> True, true. If you if you ease maybe if you ease off on on one, you can also ease off on the other. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll I would see. think so. I'm in my 30s now, so that's definitely true for me. <laughs> my toilet paper consumption definitely goes down when I'm not drinking coffee. Uh, now, uh, was there anyone? Is there anyone on board? Any passengers or anything? Yeah, so there there is a crew on board. Uh, okay. They're safe and well, which is really good news. Uh, I also read one of the ships has Lazy Boys recliners on it, so I reckon if they uh, do some jumping right. between ships, there'll be lots of comfort happening there uh and i don't know if you've heard of it but there's this festival in the states called holy ship have you heard of holy ship no is it a music festival it's a music festival you're basically trapped on a boat for a week so i think really at this point all that the canal's missing is diplo and some pingers (laughs) (laughs) they've got the makings for an unforgettable trip really well, they're not going to run out of coffee, so that's... Yeah, that's <laughs> if they, true. If they get, if they get desperate. Yeah, they got the hangover sorted. Uh, and speaking of stuff coming from um, China, uh, I hear China has been speaking out against some brands this week. They certainly have. Uh, China has gone full UK drag race this week, absolutely <clears throat> lambasting H&M. Here's what RuPaul had to say about the matter. I don't want to see any fucking H&M. Okay, so just to be clear, is Ru- RuPaul hates H&M because they source cotton from the Xinjiang, Xinjiang province? Yeah. Is that it? Or oh, does, I'm sure that's why. I'm sure Ru- that's RuPaul just think H&M under. is trashy. <laughs> oh, probably a little column A, mostly column B, <laughs> yeah. I would say. But yeah, this week China's basically erased H&M from the internet uh, after they joined all of these brands refusing to buy cotton from the Xinjiang region mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in response to all the allegations of human rights abuses. But this was actually released in 2020. But That's right. It was an old statement. Yeah, it's an old statement, but it's But it it's just, just came gained, to light. It just yeah. came to light again, right? Yeah. Yeah, like so many things. It, it popped off on social media and then had everybody talking again. Uh, if you haven't heard of H&M, I, I don't know where you've been. They're a Swedish-based retailer. They're the world's largest fashion company. And they've definitely got a lot at stake here. They have a really long relationship with China, and it's one of their main sources of supply and a huge market for their products as well. So what happened here? Did China just erase them off the internet or what happened? Yeah, they've removed uh, H&M products from at least three of their major e-commerce platforms. Hundreds of stores weren't even showing up on all of the ride-hailing services. If you got a Didi to a, to an H&M, it disappeared from the map. Amazing. And, yeah, it's crazy. And they've, they've erased it from map apps in China as well. Uh, but it's not just H&M. There's calls for consumer boycotts of brands who've expressed concern over Xinjiang Cotton, Adidas, Nike, Zara. And Chinese Central Television even said this week that the H&M stood for the Chinese words meaning lies and falsehood. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, I'd have to agree that's definitely what I think when looking at the consistency of their sizing across the brand. But <laughs> Uh, and in response to all these brands speaking out, Burberry outfits were even removed from a mobile phone game 
Can you believe that? My goodness. Yeah, I've gone to great lengths to erase these brands. But the, the little hope in my heart is that brands are starting to respond to the wishes of consumers. And, and we are being more cautious about what we buy. Uh, I'd recommend if anyone's interested, Baptist World Aid put out an ethical fashion guide each year that's worth a look. Oh, interesting. Mm. That's great. And also, uh, are you familiar with what's it called? Is it the Barbara Streisand effect? I've never heard of the Barbara Streisand effect. Oh, God. I, I, we talked about it quite a bit on Tonightly. So the, the idea behind the Streisand effect is that you, by trying to stop the media looking into something, it then gains more attention. Uh. It's along those lines. So the idea was Str- Barbara Streisand, some media took a helicopter photo of her house and then she sued them. And then, of course, the photo was everywhere. <laughs> uh, yes, no one very cared. Be- no one cared before. It's something along those lines. Um so my my question is like, will the Chinese people be like, uh, uh, be like, hang on, why is China blacklisting H and M? And then it's like, oh, because H and M says uh, they use basically slaves to pick cotton and ginger. Xinjiang, like, will China? Will this cause Chinese people to actually look into this? If your favorite store where you buy all your clothes disappears overnight, does everyone just go, oh well? <laughs> Well, you would you would hope that it's going to bring people's attention to it, but H and M in their stores for years have had this thing called the Conscious Collection. Okay, and it's always been one of those things when I'm shopping there that you look at it and go, "How could you buy anything else in the store? And, and how can you have one section of your store that is ethically sourced, and the rest of it is just you know, goodness knows what? It's a free for all. It's interesting, or maybe it's just customers feel better knowing that's an option. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're like, I could buy the fair trade coffee. I'll buy it next time. Yeah, Good for some. Um, And then what else has been uh, grabbing your attention in the news? It's been a pretty bad week for ScoMo. Have you been following following what he's been up to? Yeah. Look, with great disdain, uh, I think he's trying to scramble his way out and just keeps putting his foot in it. Um, I'm really, really angry about what's going on at the moment with the women's marches. uh, And I think... The fact that he has to keep telling us he's listening when he's clearly not didn't bother to even read the statement that Brittany mm, Higgins put mm. forward. It's just, um, yeah, like so many women in the country, I am furious. I know. I was saying before, I feel like every week I have a different reason to just call for his resignation. Yeah, right. It's just <laughs> on the, a long on this list. show. It's just every week he's annoying more and more people. Um, he didn't go to the Women's March, but Saturday night he went to the footy. Oh, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, drink away those problems. Yeah, yeah, after what is arguably his worst week of his prime ministership um, in the eyes of, in the way he's been treating women and the way women view him, he goes to the football and drinks a beer um, in the dressing room with the boys. Oh, yeah, the boys. Lads, 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 that'll fix it. Uh, not a great look. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, look, probably not a great look in in the context of the week that he's had. Uh, You know, he can turn out to have a beer with the boys, but he's not going to sit and listen to the concerns of 52% of of Australians who are furious with the way that that he's handled this. So, yeah, no, I'm not happy about it. But But he was touring the flood areas, correct? The flood affected areas. He was, but he had... Jenny at the front of all the photos. He, he brought Jenny right. and... Girls uh, to the front. Yeah, girls to the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I think after the week he's had, he, I don't know who's advising him, but every morning they must just wake up and go, how am I going to fix this? And everything they throw at him is just appalling. Um, I mean, it's, it's great to see Jenny out of the floods, but I mean... You know, he doesn't hold a hose. Why is he suddenly out of the flood? Is he going to hold a bucket this time? Who knows? Well, the, the, the interesting thing is... Um 
with the bushfires, he famously tried to shake people's hands and he got yelled at. And I'm guessing thanks to COVID now, he doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, but if anyone tries to give him a little elbow handshake, I reckon that might go wrong. <laughs> yeah, they could just kind of <laughs> drop, uh, what do you call it? Not with the... What, the Stone Cold Steve Austin move. What was that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, where, where you drop <laughs> drop your uh, el- elbow drop. Is it an elbow drop? Elbow drop. That's how much I know about... Uh, how much I know about wrestling moves. <laughs> um, speaking of other, speaking of elbows, Albo was at Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> what a segue! I, I that was brilliant. <laughs> Albo, while while Scott Morrison was at the footy, Albo was at Hamilton. Now, uh, this is very interesting. Albo was at the opening night of Hamilton. Uh, is he going to challenge ScoMo to a duel? I would like to see this. Yeah. Is he going to get some political tips from Hamilton the musical? Yeah, Albo's not throwing away his shot. <laughs> That's the only Hamilton reference I know. <laughs> um, well, at least he's at least he's out supporting the arts, or at least snapping up free tickets. I would too. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Those tickets are expensive. Um, and anything else grab your attention this week? No, the the main thing has just been these um, constant every day, all of the the blundering around the Brittany Higgins affair mm. um, has been absolutely infuriating. So I've been following that with great anger. Uh, I, I hated this week when ScoMo came, came out saying that he had to deal with all the rubbish and crap that women have put up with. It's just such an offensive understatement. Mm. Rubbish and crap. Oh, mm. I'm, I'm furious. So that's where my, uh, my attention's been. And I'm with Julie Bishop. I, I want to take down the big swinging dicks. I reckon it's time. <laughs> mm. Do you reckon Julie Bishop right now is regretting quitting politics oh. at the, uh, before the last election? Because I'm sure she, I'm sure she quit thinking that they were going to lose. I'm sure she denied it at the time. But like, if Julie Bishop was around now, she would be she would be challenging for the leadership. I reckon. I think so too. Uh, and I, but I am loving. I, I don't know if it's given her uh, more freedom than she would have had, but. I think having her join the chorus of voices this week has just been brilliant. This is not mm-hmm. a partisan issue. It's not even a political issue. This is a human issue. And I think we need to treat it that way and, and start listening. And Julie Bishop's voice added to the mix has been brilliant. All right. Thanks, Beck. It's been great catching up. Now, uh, I hear you're about to have a show in the Sydney Comedy Festival. Give us the details real I quick. I sure am. Thanks, still. Uh, it is called Absolute Goose. My show is going to be on at the Enmore Theatre the 23rd, 24th and 25th of April as part of Sydney Comedy Festival. All right, great. Thanks for that, Beck. Thanks, Dill. Cheers. Okay, everyone, that's News Fighters for today, April the 1st, 2021. News Fighters is written, presented and produced by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. Happy Easter, everyone. I'm going to take a week off to catch my breath. Hope you've been enjoying the show. Just a reminder to support the show, join up to Sans Pants Plus so you can hear monthly bonus episodes and extended versions of our show, including an extended chat with Beck Melrose from this week. And a big thank you to Beck for being on the show. And also, just a reminder, I'll be down in Melbourne DJing Irrational Fear at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival on April 11th. Buy a ticket and come along and support some satire. Don't forget, you can watch full episodes of News Fighters on YouTube with all the video, including my dumb ugly face. Uh, the link is in the show notes. And also remember to hit follow or subscribe on your favourite podcasting app. And if you're feeling generous, why not write us a review on Apple Podcasts? All right, that's it. I'll see you in two weeks. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 